Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of the One Percenters Podcast. Boy, oh boy, I'm excited. How are you feeling, Harry? Very, very keen, Todd. Round one, just around the corner. Team reveals today. Yeah, it'll be good to see the team reveals. Uh, also, the D's up against the Dogs tomorrow. Their lineup just came out, so it'll be good to discuss that and get it get straight into looking at our teams. Anything Sounds else good. to say, Harry? Uh, I don't think so. We'll go through each line. We'll reveal our teams, defenders, mids, rucks, and forwards. Um, and then as part of each line, we'll go through the rookies that we've got and we'll discuss some of the other rookies that might come into consideration for our teams if they get named. Obviously, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, so all the teams haven't come out yet, clearly, but we'll touch on rookies as well. Just before we kick it off with our defensive line reveals, just want to have a little bit of a crack at people on Twitter. They keep bagging other people for having allegedly cookie-cutter teams that resemble a lot of other teams. The reason that that's the case is because a lot of those players, like your Neils, like your Berries, like your Rows, are very juicy, appealing options. It's not a surprise that people have similar-looking teams because there are players that present great value. So before you bag other people on Twitter, just reconsider. Is, it, is that all, Harry? Don't want to add anything else there? Or is, yeah, well, is, sorry. Is there I was very triggered by that. But well, I know, it was, um, we are about positive vibes yeah, here. Well, and yeah, yeah, that's if, fair. If you haven't already got a ticket, the Took Train <laughs> is going to Mars tomorrow. <laughs> if not, definitely by Sunday. So if you're not on board yet, get on. We've had a massive weekend. The vibe's definitely up and about yeah, now. That's, okay, well, that's a good positive spin on things. Okay, we're back Just on track quietly, now. we are visiting Maccas tomorrow, straight into KFC. All right, had to cut Todd off there because he was going to talk about Took for the next 30 minutes. Yeah, and we sorry can't, about that, guys. Can't have um, that. We're back on track now. Carried away, but yeah. Defensive line. We're going to go back and forth here. D1, I've got Jake Lloyd. Who you got? Jake Lloyd. Bang. Locked away. I think he's going to average 110 plus. I know that a few people have been put off by his preseason performance, which was a little bit lacklustre, but just in first gear, I reckon. Yeah, it's it happens a little bit. You, that's why we did the primo first, is because sometimes they show up in the uh, preseason, sometimes they don't. I know your man Josh Kelly just tried to. He was one of those tryhards and just went absolutely nuts. No, he's a gun, mate. But then there's players like your Petrakas who just cruise around. Your Jakey Lloyd's. It was a bit wet. Wasn't great conditions for him. But once round one comes, agreed. I think yeah, consistent, durable. Missed yeah. two games in the last five years. Just pick him. D two. Who you got? Quite interestingly, Dawson. Jordan Dawson. Jordan Dawson. Three percent of teams at the moment. I know three percent. I think yeah, it's dropped right off, hasn't it? Um, that people, car. Yeah, people are scared about the car, aren't they? We're a little bit scared, but. I don't know. It's just, a, I, don't, I feel like there's a bit too much hype over his calf. It has just been tight. I don't know if there's really been anything, but apparently he's training tomorrow. And if he gets through Wednesday's training session, I feel like, yeah, he's going to be locked in. But at the yep. moment, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. If he trains well, bang, straight into my side. He's there at the moment. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, he's that's gonna, a good pod as well. Got a lot of potential, only 3% ownership. He's my man. It's going to be make or bust. But if he, boy, oh boy, if he comes down, just goes one ten average in the first yeah, eight weeks. It's going to be hard yeah. to get him in. I do, I do like that selection. I don't have the guts for it, but I do have. You can just rewind that. I do have Jaden Short at D two. Um, I love him in that distributor role. Takes the kickouts. Averaged one hundred and five without Hawley last year. We mentioned that last week on the podcast. I think he's a very safe selection. Uh, I know you're not quite as keen, Todd. Consistency-wise, you're not a massive yeah, fan. Yeah, he is looking good. It's just, for me, short, he just lacks that bit of heart. 
he floats oh, around. Come on, mate. I I just can't do it. He'll pull out a seventy one week and yeah, he's he could be a good option, but mm. I like him. I reckon he's gonna accumulate a lot of the ball, particularly with Hooli gone, and I can see him averaging yeah, hundred and five plus. D three, who you got? Whitfield. Yeah, me locked too. Locked straight in. Yeah, locked in for me. I did put a poll up on the percenters um, with him up against Ridley. I think that uh, the percenters community were very, very keen on Whitfield. He won the poll 72% to 28 I think it's a bit closer than that. It was more of a 50-50 call for me. He was in and out of my side. I just think with his scoring history, even with the dur- uh, durability issues, I think he's a good selection. Yeah, I'm right with you there. Whitfield, if he gets on one of those... P- purple patches early and just goes 140, 140, 140, and you don't have him, geez. Yeah, that'll going to struggle. But then again, he could have some freak accident in the first quarter of a game and pull out a 10. So, yeah, look, it's going to be a roller coaster. I'll so, yeah. strap myself in. Yeah, I'm happy to risk it with him, particularly with the 35 trades. Comfortable picking him now. He's locked into my side at D3. What about D4? Oh, this next man. It's one of those faces that, uh, you know, when you see that, you want to give it a bit of a mix-up. He has grown on me. He wasn't in my team early on, but he's slotted straight in there and he's locked in now. And that is the big Italian stallion, James Sicily. The umpire abuser. Yeah, I don't mind it. He's he's my D4 as well. 448K. Uh, I do like him a lot more than a Hewitt, even though he's only 50, even though he is 50K more playing, um, not an inside role, but that intercept. Uh, roll at off half back. I just can see him averaging 100 plus, being a keeper, appreciating over 100 grand. Hewitt, not a sold on. Just, yeah, can see him getting pushed out of the center bounces once Walsh is back and averaging between 90 and 95. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's interesting. That Hewitt, um, the poll, if you haven't already seen it, the community was really torn. I think it was just about a 50 yeah, 50 was split. 51 49, I think. Um, I think they that we just got up saying that he was a trap. So that's a big call. Yeah. But, yeah, I do rate Sicily a lot higher than I would Hewitt. D5 for me is Paddy McCartan, who's been confirmed as playing by Big Horse uh, earlier this afternoon. Looked really good in the preseason game. Took seven marks, seven intercept possessions. I think he's going to be in most teams. Um, and, yeah, I just I like the fact that it was announced early. Good for his job security. He's, yeah, he's looking good. Yeah, you just got to lock him in. That job security is too good to um, not... Not get on board, 157K. He'd have to be 200 plus to not have him in your team. But the super coach gods have been friendly here. He hasn't played for two years and they've given us that juicy price. Yeah, like the discount. Get him in. D6 for me, Sam DeConning. We don't know about his job security. The back line at the Cats has been pretty settled over the last couple of years. Lockie Henderson's departure has opened up a little bit of a spot for DeConning if he can lock it down. 92 Supercoach points in the preseason, had six intercept possessions, 14 disposals, and looked really, really solid. Yeah, he looked really good. He's currently um, yeah, on field for me in the back line in that D6 spot. But oh, 21. Is he 21? Yeah, he's 21. 21 years old. Look, I think he's a good good selection. Um, and we'll move on from him. Bench time. I've got Josh Sin. I don't really like this at the moment, to be honest. I've got him in there at that elevated price. Think that he's a big danger to be the sub um, if he does get named. If he's named and is on the field, I'll probably pick him. Um, but if he's the sub, he'll be swapped out for someone else. Thompson is my other bench player. Uh, he's a, just a warm body. I know that he's he's actually only in two percent of teams. Rory Thompson from the Gold Coast. Um, 
123K, I think that he can average between 55 and 60. Clearly, he's been out of the game for two years. But if we're really just needing someone to be that cover in case one of our backline players go down, I think Thompson should play most weeks. What about your bench? How are you looking? Yeah, so on the bench, I've got Josh Gibkiss. Gibkiss from the Tigers. Yeah, yep. so they've been really impressed by him over his preseason. Locked in, he's playing. He's, he's playing. So... That's that's one reason. There's not many options down in the back line. And it's going to be interesting once the team starts to come out. These rookies are going to change a lot. But yeah. We're doing our best at the moment. So he's a key defender. And they don't have the best history of scoring well in Supercoach. Yeah, but, I feel like, for me, Sin could easily turn into Hinge or Gibkiss. But we'll get on to a few of those other options later. Who's your other bench player? Um, O'Driscoll. So, yeah. so I think, yeah, he had been playing a lot through the midfield throughout Freo's preseason. Didn't play in their preseason game, so it would surprise me if he got named round one, uh, particularly with Fife coming back as well. Uh, um, yeah, he could easily make way another one. Those two bench options, I'm not sold on. Gibbs is 170k is expensive, and yeah, yeah, I can't see him averaging a lot. So I think O'Driscoll has really good scoring potential. I know they did rate him through the guts in preseason. This will probably chop and change depending on who's named. A few of the others that are um, potentially options are Will Kelly. So he's a defender forward, which is nice having that DPP. Job security pretty average though, I reckon. Not sure. He's in over 30% of teams at the moment. Yeah, so there's a few people on board, but it's another one. It's a bit... Yeah, the other probably the only other one is Mitch Hinge. So he's also at that elevated price like Gibkiss. He's 180K. Playing off that half-back role, look, we just have to wait yeah, and see. He did have a sore AC joint. Yeah, um, He's back training the main group. Yeah. So he's another one to watch out for. The, the one thing, and this is a, a good note, I think, to add, with the struggle that we have getting rookies to play, I think that you've just got to get through the first six rounds. Now, someone like Nick Dacos is very likely, if he's playing off half-back, to get that DPP status and become a defender mid after round six. In which case, if you are running two rookies on the field, you've probably got a little bit more security once he does get that DPP status and you can swing him into your back line. And then you probably have got him and McCartan at D5 and D6. So that's another consideration, I reckon. Um, so, Harry, it's not a bad-looking back line. It's looking quite juicy, quite sexy, but uh, not as not as good as mine because Dawson's just going to go bang this year and you've got Short there who's oh. just going to... He's going to disappoint you like oh. he disappointed you last year. But anyway... In saying that, who would you say is the most stiff or the stiffest to miss out on your team? I think the stiffest uh, would definitely be Ridley. He's someone I was very keen on, been in and out of my side, like I said. So he'd probably be next in line. If either of my four out of Lloyd Short, Whitfield and Sicily were to go for him, it would probably be Whitfield. Um, But yeah, Ridley's stiff to miss for me. You? Yeah, so... I've been massive on Ridley. He has been in my side at stages. So for me, down back, yeah, I have Ridley as the most stiff. All right, we're going to move on to the midfield. This is where your points are generated most weeks. It's where the big dogs reside. Who's your number one midfielder? Uh, so at M1, they're not my number one pick. We all know who that is, but it's Jay McRae at the moment. Yeah, me too. I think just a lock, pick him. He's not affected by the dogs. Tendency to roll a lot of players through there. He's got his spot. He's got residency there in their midfield. He's just a weapon. Just pick him. Let's move on. D2, uh, not D2, M2. M2, the one and only Tuk Tuk, the Tuk Miller. He's looking sexy. Get him in once again. Yeah. 
he's up tickets to sold out. Yeah, I think the tickets just about are sold out. He's up Hang to on, am, am I saying that he's in your team now? He, he's always been in my team. Oh, I don't know. I've I been on the train. I got off the. I got onto the platform. Got off the train <laughs> at one stage, and then I was straight back Maybe on. He's got some dimmies at um, Flinders Street. Yeah, and got no, straight back on. Straight hop straight back on the train. He's actually up to twenty three percent ownership at the moment. So there's not much room on the train. He started at six percent. Yeah, I got on. I had him initially in at eight percent, um, and now on the train it's sardines. You can't move around. There's just so many people on the train. Uh, but yeah. Just get him in. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are ditching Oliver to get Miller in, um, which is interesting. I don't mind it, but I know that he's probably going to be in your side. Is he at M3 for you? He's at M3. If, oh, I just – this bloke was first picks above Took. That's how much I rate him. Took, yep. I don't know which one I like more, but Clayton is flying, absolutely flying. So I probably have him – Took maybe averages – I can see him playing 20-plus games, averaging 125. Meanwhile, Oliver, he's still got room to improve in his game. Last year at stages, his kicking did let him down, which is frightening, considering he still averaged 121 or two. Yeah. So he, I can see I can see him going to that 130 range, pumping out some Gary numbers. But, yeah, he's, yeah, he's locked not, in. Not in my side, actually. Uh it's, yeah, a little bit scary. Uh, I don't have him. I did have him for most of the preseason, but I've had to rejig my structure. So Clayton is currently not in my side. I have, who is there? Josh Kelly. <laughs> Josh Kelly is in my side. I did mention that he was a sniff to weasel his way in. He's in there. He's at M3. I'm so excited to have him in my side. His scoring potential is astronomical. It's just durability. If he plays 22 games, he finishes as a top eight midfielder. I'm happy to roll the dice on him. From what I've heard, he's had a full preseason. I think he's going to average 115 plus, and he's a pod. He's in eight percent of teams. So yeah, so I can see him averaging 115 plus, but can he play 10 games plus? That's yeah, the real well, question. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that with the 35 trades, I'm more willing to take the punt on it. Just love him. Just a seriously smooth mover, and I think he's going to be very good for our sides. M4 for me is very popular. He'll be in most sides. Lockie Neal, do you have him? Yeah, so currently Lockie Neal is at, is at M4. Yeah, I don't so think we need to say a huge amount about him. He is looking good. Except if I was out of those out of those primos, McRae, Miller, Oliver, they're all locked in. They're not moving. If I was to change one around, Neal could maybe go to Brayshaw. But, yeah, it just yeah. depends how I'm feeling in the next few days. But, yeah, at the moment, Neal is locked in. He's looking good. He's looking fit and firing. So, yeah, he's a good yeah, option. I feel like I'm a fan of Brayshaw as well. If one of them was to go, it would probably not be Neil for me. It would prob probably be Kelly. Um, but pretty confident with him locked into my side there at the moment. feel like the next man up is probably going to be in both of our sides. Mid-pricer, M. Rao, three votes. M. Rao. Is he not in your side? No. Oh! <laughs> there you go. That's a bit of juiciness for your community. I Look, that's... It's I, nothing against Rao. It's just at the moment, I'm so set on my primos. They're just looking elite. I would have to I would have to get rid of maybe someone like a Dawson and get two mid-prices in, use that cash to get a Rao and another mid-pricer. But then I'd be I'd have Caniglio, who I'll get to when we moved into a forward line, and then I'd have Rao, and then it'd have to be another... Yeah, I, I feel like... Know, okay, well, like, look, I don't mind that. Good, I, but, I feel like the structure I've gone with is probably more common, but I actually don't mind just backing in your primos and going more guns and rookies. So, yeah, Raul just looks back to his best. Contested beast. We spoke about it last week. Dominated in preseason alongside Took. Batman and Robin type setup, but not in Todd's side. Who is in your side of M5? 
Yeah, just one more one more thing on that. I feel, I feel like I might have to fly up to the SA tomorrow and watch this training session because if Dawson uh, – I, I, I might be a little bit silly getting in, but, yeah, if Dawson – He's hobbling after training. He could easily go down and that'd make that free up a little bit of cash to get rowling and then yeah. What are you gonna do if round one, two pumps out one fifty, row pumps out one thirty, what are you doing? If he goes back to back one thirties row after round one and two, yeah. are you gonna get him in? At the moment, he's looking good. It's just when I was watching that preseason game, the um he just go he goes in that hard. I just don't think it's a coincidence that he has been going down injured it's oh, it's bad to say but no i'm not gonna mm, let you curse him I'd, we're moving on no i'm there. not letting you do i no, do no. want to get in no you're not gonna put the put the jinx on him we're moving on uh m6 is another mid pricer in my side pretty popular uh ownership percentage was up into the high 20s last time i checked jared berry is his name is he in your side another one he's not in my side at the moment no. so that is it's quite interesting. Harrow's gone in quite heavy in the midfield, so I have gone pretty heavy in the midfield. I'm pretty happy with Jared Berry. I just he only needs to average between eighty and eighty five to generate the cash that you need. He's averaged ninety seven before and in the eighties. Oh, yeah, look, the question is on set and bounce attendances when Zorko comes back. That is a concern for me, but I feel like with his ability to tackle, he can just average those numbers without getting a huge amount of minutes in the midfield. Yeah, he's just another one. His body's unreliable. He, oh, who knows? He'll probably be playing in the um, car park. <laughs> he's yeah. Look, he's at twenty-seven percent ownership. I'm pretty happy with him at the yeah. moment. I was gonna pick. I was pretty keen on Caldwell as well, um, but went with Berry. Yeah, he's just too much uncertainty about his role for me. But who have you got in his place? So, I know that you have both of these boys as well, and it is none other than the man, the myth. Jesus Christ! That's Jason Bourne. I'm not sure if this bloke plays footy or not, or if he ever has played footy before. All I know, he's an absolute weapon. He's on the loose. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> I'm not sure about you. You don't want to be on his hit list and bang, he's he's there. Yeah, he is at M7 for me. Sounds like he's at M6 for you. I'm happy with him. He's going to be, I think he's in 70% he's of sides. He's actually at M5 for me. So Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. So... He, yeah, locked into my side. He'll be in everyone's side pretty much. So who else have you got then at M6? Oh, this next bloke, he's just a walking. I, I feel like he's just a walking video game sort of player. He, who you got? Sort of talking a bit of nonsense here, but yeah, a bit dusty from the weekend, if you haven't already told, been able to tell. But anyway, so yeah, Nicky Dacos, he's straight in there. So he's M5. M6. M6. So you've got Horn Francis M5, Dacos M6. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Don't mind it. Why don't you finish off your midfield for me? I've got Dacos as well. He's actually my M ace. So, so that is. Yeah. That's. I've gone heavy in the midfield. Very deep. Yeah. If I'm batting deep in there. Yeah. We don't really need to speak about Dacos. Freak. Just pick him. Who else have you got to finish out your midfield? M seven. M eight. Yeah. So M seven. This is another thing. You really want those rookies you think you're going to do well on the field. So Joshy Ward. He was massive. Yeah. So he's M seven. He is M seven at the moment. It, what did he have on the weekend again? He had 29 disposals. He racked up contested possessions. Had intercept possessions as well. Yeah, Looked really good. Mitchell wasn't playing. Yeah, so. but no Titch, no O'Meara. I've actually got him on my bench. Uh, yeah. I know that sounds a bit outrageous after he pulled out 124 or whatever it was in the preseason game. But 
when Omira, when Mitchell come back, I just, yeah, I can't see him having the same uh, presence through their midfield. I'm, you know, clearly he's still going to be rolling through their guts, but yeah, when the big dogs come back, there's other players going through there as well. Like Warple had 19 centre bounce attendances. John Newcomb had 21 centre bounce attendances. I'm not sure if he'll maintain that. Even Connor Nash. So yeah, I think he'll average between 65 and 75. I could be completely wrong there, but I'm happy to have him on the bench and, and loophole him. So he's my first man on the bench. Who is your M8? Oh, so M8 could be a number of different rookies, but at the moment it's just got, um, is it Brady Hughes? Hoff. Hoff? Yep. Hoff. Yeah. Yep. He's, so he's playing. Yeah. So he's locked in. One of the rookies that's been announced as playing, which we love to see early. Few, yeah, he's been playing. He's been training with the back line over the um, off season. So he can play in a few different areas. But he's quite interesting. He's going to, I feel like he's going to get a good run at it because West Coast, they're, yeah, they're, I don't know. Completely decimated, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they just Complete have shambles. so many outs through their midfield. They've only 25 players to select from yeah. round one. So Simpson has revealed the club will definitely have more than one debutant this week. Yeah. yeah, he's the first to be locked in. But then another thing about West Coast is um, they've got a lot of players having to isolate because of the um, WA rules over there. So that's another one. When you meet, I think saying, uh, that's the only West Coast or Freo player I have at the moment. Yeah. All right. Finish it off for us. But um, yeah. Midfield, finish off your midfield for us. Oh, so I've got McDonald, Connor McDonald from the Hawks, um, Tits a pass from the Gold Coast, Sans, Cetus, I think <laughs> the ex, extra long captain. Yep, yeah, I know he doesn't, he plays for instead of tennis anyway. Oh, I had Parker, but then it's just been named that he's not playing, so I've got a little bit more research to do down in those back line in those midfield rookies. Yeah. I've got, yeah, so I've got Ward on my bench. I've got Hoff as well in there as my second bench player. And then I've just got, uh, I think, Uland from Gold Coast is my little loophole option. Um, but clearly the rookies are going to be dictated by who's, who's named. So there are a lot of other options through the midfield that might get named. Um, Tom Joyce from West Coast was um, looking okay. He scored 56 points in 60% time on ground. He's in a moon boot now, so you can rule him out. Connor McDonald might play for the Hawks. Cooper Stevens is another one. For Geelong, had 15 posies, 62 super coach. Third year in the system, job security is pretty average. Scoring potential is okay. Um, Mead from Port, he's on the fringes. I probably won't be picking him. And then Dylan Stevens from the Swans. Yeah, so just um, finishing up in the midfield area, who is your most stiff or stiffest to miss out? Brayshaw. Andy Brayshaw is very stiff to miss out. I'm pretty keen on him, but just had Kelly ahead of him. Yeah, so for me, it, so I have a Brayshaw, but... I'm going with Matty Rao. He is pretty stiff. So Yeah, that's exceptionally stiff. I feel like that's the sort of blood that could really burn you if you don't pick him. But you can, I guess, assess for the first two rounds and then maybe flick a Dawson if, if he does dominate over the first two rounds. Welcome back, community, to a, another segment of Frenchie's Fortune Telling. Now, it's a big week. We do, uh, we do have round one starting tomorrow. And I do hear that the boys are doing their team reveal. So I thought I'd just tell a little fortune tell about my side and what I've chosen. And it's that my midfield to start off the year and to finish the year, but more importantly, my starting midfield is the best possible starting midfield to a Supercoach season you'll ever see in your life. The first three rounds, it will not be changing. It'll be locked in, pending injuries. 
and it will accumulate that many points that if the community doesn't get some sort of midfield like mine, you're actually doing yourself a disservice. So I will start off and reveal my midfield to the 1% community. We'll start off with the big four. Jack McRae, Jack Steele, the Took Train, Took Miller, and Clary, Clarence, Clayton Oliver. Now we roll in with the big four. Don't need to say anything about them. Into Matty Rao, mid-price beast. Spoken about widely on the, on the podcast. He's in at M5. And then Jason, the hornbag Francis, goes absolutely bang. Nick Dacos and Josh Ward. Now, that is a ridiculous midfield. I've, I've revealed it exclusively to the 1%ers team and the community. And that is because it will be a huge, huge point of difference to my team. No one has a team like that in their midfield. So get on, community. Cheers. Oh, okay. Yes, clearly that is a very juicy midfield. He's very juicy. Strategically not mentioned that he's still rolling with Prost at R2. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so you've, <laughs> you've got to uh, make up for that big midfield elsewhere by going short. So, look, whispers are still got Prost at R2. Yeah, look, it's a grim-looking forward line for the fortune teller, but that is a very, very juicy midfield. Yeah, it is. Um, makes me a little bit excited, but yeah, I'm just, yeah. no one's heard about what's happening down in his back line at the moment or his forward line, but what's he got the whole big four? Yeah, he's got them all. So, look, good luck to the fortune teller, but also very, very, very thin on the other lines. Yeah, so now we're just looking at the rocks. There's not much to say here. It was looking a bit shaky over for preseason at stages. And um, everyone's got their head around that the big Gaundy is back. Yeah. They're 50% ownership each, just about. Yeah, lock them in. So know, yeah, for me there, maybe maybe not for the Fortune Teller, who's on the uh, oh. scene, Darcy. But, yeah. yeah, for me, he's just got a few too many niggles and feel like, in saying that, he's the stiffest to miss out because for me... Yeah, probably is the stiffest, has massive scoring potential, but just, yeah, for safety concerns, yeah, Gorn and Grundy for me and then yeah. uh, Hayes from St Kilda on the bench. You the same? Yeah, it's the same for me. So for Hayes, he looks like he's going to be that... um Get that spot if Ryder's not re- ready for round one. He'll be have that backup support role for Marshall. So, yeah, he's slotted in and he's only 100K, so bang, straight in there. Okay, let's turn our attention to the forward line. F1, going to be the same for both of us. Dunkley? Yeah, Dunkley's locked in there. He's been playing in the guts and he looks ready to go. Uh, F2 gets quite interesting, but who do you have there? Yeah, F2, uh, Butters. Got Butters in there. I didn't have him for a while, but have jumped on the train. I'm yeah, on the so train. I've also got Butters, but he's not at he's at F3 for me. Is this where we talk about Jordan Ngoi? Oh, I'll tell you what, the community has done everything to get me off Ngoi, but as I said, he's been locked in since the middle of last year when he just went on that tear. Yeah. Uh, even if I did try and get rid of him, I've lost the keys. I don't know where they are, so um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm stuck. I'm I actually stuck really like that selection, to be honest. I, I would like to bag you about it, but I, even, yeah. I like it. If he plays midfield, he's probably going to average over 90. He could average over 100. <sighs> yeah. In the back of my head, he's. I reckon he, he could start the season and pump out a few 70s, 80s, but then yeah. by round five or so, he'll start getting into Yeah, I think he can pick it up. And he's an 8% of teams. Yeah, this he's, is just he's he's a severe, gun. severely underselected. He's a gun when he gets going. I think he's a good option. 
So here's your F3. I have got someone else at F3 by the name of Cornelio. He's Cornelio? just about, yeah, he's in everyone's teams. Don't have to speak about him. Just pick him. Just pick him. He'll, yeah, he, as Breezy said the other day, he's probably going to be a top six. Yeah, I think he's a big sniff to be top Fours, six. F4. I've got Will Brody. Do you have Will Brody? Um, he's not in my team at the moment. Really Brody. avoiding these mid prices. It's I'm a little bit jealous to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm a just... bit of the opposite to the mid price yeah. madness. What would you call that? Mid oh, price. I've gone like the reverse pods. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the the reverse, reverse mid prices. Yeah, but... it's. Oh, I look, that's it. No, I, I actually am envious of that position. I feel like you'll avoid a few headaches by steering clear of the mid prices. I just have been sucked in by the value. Will Brody is someone that's been giving me some real migraines recently. I just can't ignore the value for him. He's playing through the midfield and looks really promising there for Freo. The return of Matt Fife is a bit scary, um, particularly given that they'll have him, Mundy, Sarong, Brayshaw all rolling through the middle. Um, Brody will have to battle for a spot in the midfield, and I, I don't think his job security is amazing. I think, yeah, we did mention it last week that he could have a few stinkers and easily find himself out of the side playing for Peel or on the bench as the sub. So uh, Darcy Tucker's a test at the moment as well. So he's someone else that goes to the midfield. Even mm, Blake yeah, Akers. scary stuff. So, look, it is scary. But I just want to draw your attention to 2019 at Gold Coast. He had eight games that season and played through the midfield. If you take out his sub-affected game where he scored 19, he averaged 89. So wrapped up an average of 23 possessions a game. If he gets anywhere near that, which I think he has the potential to, to average between 80 and 85, he will be a great selection. Having said that, my one tip would be if you are having, you know, selecting one of those 200, 250K mid prices in the forward line, leave room to go up in your kitty. So I've got Will Brody at the moment, but I have the cash to go up to Mitch McGovern. He's probably the stiffest for me to miss out. Um, we'll get into that later, but... I've got the cash to go to McGovern if McGovern plays really well over the first two rounds. Yeah, so just sorry to put you on the spot here, Harry, but uh, how much do you actually have in the kitty at the moment? I've got $60,000. So, I, yeah, I've got that flexibility to go up from uh, Brody to a McGovern uh, if I need to. So he's, he's my M4, Will Brody. Who's your M4? M4, I believe it's... Ah, oh, sorry, <laughs> F4. Yeah, a bit... Um... Bit shaky today, Harry, but anyway, we, we move on. Oh, just to put it, I've also got 53k, so yeah, it just gives you that uh flexibility because there's nothing worse than yeah. if one of your rookies doesn't play, you don't want to end up in a situation where you have to rejig your whole structure to get in a rookie that's played and really well. There's a 160k rookie who's just pumped out to yeah. 80s or 90s and you need to get him in, so yeah. So, F4 for me is Caniglio, yep, and uh, uh, F5, um, Richel. Richelli, I believe. Richelli? Yeah, he's my F5 as well. Um, so you're you're batting a little bit deeper in the forward line. I don't mind that. I've got Richelli too. Don't really need to speak about him. He looked excellent in the preseason. My F6 is going to be up in the air. So I've got Kane Baldwin in there at the moment. He looks like he's definitely going to play around one, especially with Harrison Jones going out with that injury. I think he's going to be a good selection ball when I think he can average 50, 55 and just make you the cash that you need. So he's currently sitting at F6 for me. And then there are a whole host of other rookies that we're waiting on, waiting on the teams to see who we can slot in on our bench. Um, for me at the moment, I've got Huge Dixon um, in there from. Uh, Wait, sorry, who was that? Uh, Hugh Hugh Dixon, I believe I said. Uh, he's yeah, he's my first bench player. He should get opportunity given the amount of injuries that West Coast are currently um, experiencing. 
So he's definitely on my bench at the moment. I don't like his scoring potential. I like the job security. If there are other rookies that pop up, then I might. Yeah, the, the forward line's really going to be watch out for the team. Yeah, this big time. Thursday, 6.30. Yeah, the other one that's sitting on my bench is Nick Martin at the moment from the Don. Scored, I think, over 50 and a half of footy. He's, yeah, may not yeah, be named. good. Played on the wing, yeah. I think. Yeah, look, may may or may not be named. If he's named, he's going to be in my team. Um, he's only 102K. Which yeah, is we love the rookie um, prices. He's, yeah, so he's someone to look out for. There are a couple of other rookies that uh, people will be having a look into. Pat Nash is one of them, um, signed at West Coast. Uh, elevated price, 192K, turns me off a little bit. Has decent scoring potential as an outside midfielder, um, but just not for me at the price at the moment. I just can't quite fit him in. Um, if he did happen to dominate, then I could potentially go down from Brody to Nash, but won't have him in my side. Um, the other man that a lot of people are looking at actually is Ralph Smith from Richmond, which is, yeah, he's not in my side. He plays off halfback. He's got a favourable role, but just prefer Brody in that inside yeah, mid it's role. it's a bit too expensive for me. Yeah. Um, the other really popular selection from North is Jerry, Tristan Jerry. I don't like this selection. Oh, I know that he played <laughs> in the ruck in the preseason and scored 90, 96, I think it was. But when the chips are down, when North Melbourne are, you know, looking half decent in some, which is probably unlikely to be honest in a lot of their games. But I just feel like Goldie will still get the majority of centre bounces. Um, and also CCJ coming back. So he didn't play in the preseason. He comes back, another tall. I'm not sure what that does to Jerry's role. Oh, right. Goldie's never been one to share that rock. Role, yeah. And look, so, I think he will share it, but I don't think yeah. that he will it's share it. It's not going to be like the preseason when Goldie's yeah. having I just, I don't have, outs, yeah, yeah, I don't have faith that Jerry will have consistent minutes in the ruck and did score quite poorly last year. So I'm steering clear of him at the moment. One man who's actually not in a huge amount of teams uh, is Willie Rioli. Now, he has, unlike a lot of these guys, a very good job security. He's, He's playing. Yeah, confirmed. Confirmed playing, which is great. We'd love to see that. His round, when he was playing uh, his last season, between round 18 and the elimination final, he averaged 93 so looked very just that he played last season. No, no, no. I was saying his last season that he played oh, before yeah. he was banned, he averaged ninety three in that stretch of games. He attended seven centre bounces in the preseason game. I don't know how much time he spent on the ground. I think he only scored thirty something, but I I'm not sure about his minutes. I think that if he does roll through the guts, he's actually not a bad selection. So he a brave will. Yeah, well, I think he will. I just yeah, don't have many options at all. Yeah, so, so I think that he's got scoring potential. He's demonstrated that in the last season that he played. Um, but yeah, just. I'm backing Brody in for the moment. But if you're talking about job security, Willie Rioli's job security is actually much better than McGovern's. Uh, sorry, not McGovern, than uh, Brody. But, um, yeah, another one, Durden. So he did have a calf injury, but uh, Fossey has said that he's um, prepared to push through. And it's possible that he'll absolutely be right for round one. I mean, not possible. He will absolutely be right, right for round one. It's just if he gets that game or not, we'll know tomorrow. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Durden. I think that he might play, but I don't reckon he has very good uh, scoring potential. As I mentioned before, Mitch McGovern is someone that I was I had in my side at them for up until about an hour before this podcast, but. He looks, yeah, really good. Looks really yeah. good, yeah. 19 possessions, racked up the intercept possessions in the back half. If he plays well in the first two games, I'm easily going to be swapping him for Brody. Um, so he's very stiff to miss out of my side. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just to round out the four line, I've currently got Baldwin on the bench spot and on the other 
other other side is dirt and so yeah this is most likely going to change but um yeah in saying that once again harrow who's the most stiff or stiffest definitely mitch mcgovern for me yeah so yourself i was really keen on heaney yeah he's stiff for me too i want him i want him on the goalie but i just can't fit them in personally i can't go i don't want to go too deep in the four line because I can see some someone from the midfield getting that DPP status down there. So well, Horn Francis is probably going to get DPP yeah. status. So, but then yeah, in pre- yeah in the premium lands, I'll, I'll say that again. So when looking at the premiums, I feel like uh, you don't want to go too heavy down forward because it is quite unpredictable at the moment in that space. And if someone like a Petrarca or even a Bond pick it up that forward DPP status, they'll round out my F6 and it just doesn't give me a lot of flexibility. So I don't want to go too heavy down there. So I've only got Dunkley, Dugowie, Butters. But Heaney is stiff. He could very well become yeah. Dugowie if I find the keys. But yeah, is there. I it's like, been quite annoying. I like Heaney. Inside word from within the Swans camp about an hour ago. Massive. Yeah, did speak to one of the Swannies boys. Uh, did mention that Heaney trained with the midfield the whole preseason. He had been training or obviously played forward, as we know, in that preseason game. I don't know how much of that is related to Papley going down, but he's a big watch for me, Heaney. Yeah, so before Papley went down, Heaney was a massive, massive chance. Yeah. To, yeah, but Just Papley, with that split yeah, role, not sure. I feel like he'll be better to pick up after around round six. Yeah, I like to that. 10 range. I like that call. One thing for me as well is that if Horn Francis does get forward status, which he's likely to, that really helps me with having a ward on my bench. So Horn Francis can swing into the mid, uh, the forward line, and then if Ward's playing really well, I can stop loopholing his score and just chuck him in the guts as well. So definitely keep in mind the potential movements that might happen once your players do pick up DPP. All right, we've gone through our sides. I've got Josh Kelly as the man that I'm banking on to separate me from the pack. Todd, you've got Jordan Dawson. We'll see. We'll see yeah, who goes I'm, better. I'm excited for this first round. It's going to be good. Oh. Tomorrow's training session is going to be massive for me. If Dawson, if he's looking fine, then that'll be good. But oh, if something's wrong, the magnets are going to be moving around. Yeah, you'll have to shift the magnets around big time. All right, we'll leave it there. Possibly a rookie chaos episode at if some point. Not, I've, I reckon we'll post our um, teams, our final teams, maybe in maybe the coming days. Yeah. And yeah, maybe give it a rookie's ranking on our Twitter. Yeah. It'll help you uh, make those final decisions. But yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Stay tuned. Good luck with your final teams. Back your gut. Back your instinct in. um, And more importantly, back Josh Kelly. (laughs) I'm not sure about that.